Now we're going to hear a unique perspective on the current crisis in Israel. Dr. Tarek Abu Hamid is an environmental scientist who was born in Bethlehem on the West Bank and is also a former deputy chief scientist for Israel, making him at the time the highest ranking Palestinian in the Israeli government. He's now the executive director of the Arava Institute for Environmental Studies, which is based at a kibbutz near the southern tip of Israel. Since 1996, the Aravar Institute's been devoted to advancing cross-border cooperation through environmental research. Its programs bring together Israeli, Palestinian and international students, helping to build dialogues as well as creating critical water and power infrastructure projects with partners in Gaza and other places throughout the Middle East. The Aravar Institute is in many ways a remarkable exception to a depressing rule. A 2006 review of about 500 people-to-people -people projects involving 100 organizations, tens of thousands of Israelis and Palestinians in the period from 1993 to 2000, found that those projects largely failed. But the Arava Institute has survived and thrived through many crises, but now of course, it is also facing what may be the most dangerous crisis yet. Dr. Tarek Abu Hamad, thank you so much for speaking with us on RN. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Tarek, what is the security situation for you and your students at present? Are you able to continue the program's projects at the moment? Yeah, look, the Arava Institute, as you mentioned, it's located in the southern part of Israel, 50 kilometers from the city of Elat on the Red Sea. Geographically, it's a safe place. The students, Palestinians, Israelis, international, studying right now on, on our campus, sharing the same classroom, the same dining room, and also the same dormitory. And this is what we try to do, to show the world that this is possible. When you use a dialogue to build understanding and to build trust, you can continue cooperation even face-to-face, -face, bringing people, people together. Have things flared up on the campus or was the pre-existing culture such that it's been possible to maintain those relations despite the horrific events on all sides? Look, this is, we are an academic and research institution and in our academic program, we have the dialogue forum. Students have six hours a week of dialogue. They talk about the political situation. This is from the first week of the semester. They talk about culture, religion. They share family stories, personal stories. You can imagine when you put in one classroom with Palestinian from the West Bank, from a refugee camp with an Israeli who just finished his or her army service in a classroom and ask them to talk about climate change or ecology. This doesn't work in a very healthy way. That's why we have this dialogue forum where students, as I said, they discuss everything related to the conflict. They listen to each other. They build that type of understanding. And this is the foundation that we have our program, our academic program on. They understand the other, they feel the other, and they have the opportunity to see the human in the other. And this is what we need in this region. Now, once you see your enemy as, as a human, when you see the human in the other, Everything becomes just technical. You build that kind of understanding, that kind of empathy, that kind of trust. You feel 
their pain, they feel your pain, and you find a common ground, and you find that this cannot continue like this. These cycles will not bring peace to the Middle East. Dialogue, understanding, trust, negotiations, these things will bring the peace to the Middle East. And that's why our students, they, they decide, look, I cannot force them to stay on campus. They decided to stay together to continue this academic program. Tarek, regrettably, this is a process that your institute has been through before. Is what's happening now similar to previous times that Aravar students have had to deal with the fact that hostilities have become so intense across those lines? Look, every cycle that we had in the past was very painful, but this one is is horrible. Mm. It impacted both sides. The pain, the stress, the anger, you feel it, you feel it everywhere. So this time is is different. This time is it's really it's really horrible. The revenge feeling you feel it you feel it in the air. But this is the real test time. It's how people can really press the the, the anger and try to look to bright and sustainable solutions. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Dr. Tarak Abu Hamed, who is the Executive Director of the Aravar Institute for Environmental Studies. And Tarak, I mentioned that some of your projects are in Gaza and they're critical infrastructure projects that do with wastewater and drinking water and the like. What's happened to those projects? Well, currently, uh, as you said, we have a lot of projects in the, in the region, not only in the Gaza Strip, but we also have in Jordan, we have in the West Bank, we have in the, in the Negev. Currently, we are focusing on just showing solidarity to our partners. We have alumni in Gaza. We have researchers that we work with in, uh, in Gaza. And I hope that the project is still, uh, still safe. But they, the main goal here is really to show solidarity, to maintain this partnership with our Palestinian partners during this difficult time. We understand each other, and that's why this communication channel is still open between Israelis and Palestinians. Tarek, in many ways, the mission of the Aravar Institute resonates very deeply with your own life story. Could you tell us a little bit about your background from growing up and the various places that you've worked, and I suppose the conflicts that you've had to bridge and confront in your professional life? Look, I, I grew up in East Jerusalem in a, in a village. And my first experience being with, with the other, which is my Jewish neighbor, was during my high school where I used to work and volunteer in Kibbutz Ramat Rahel in uh, Jerusalem. That was my first interaction with my Jewish neighbor. And that interaction showed to me that we're not different. They are humans. And that stayed inside me. And that was actually, it wasn't during a peaceful time that was during the first intifada where the tension was also very high. Then I left the, the country. I lived in Turkey for 12 years where I did all my studies. Then I returned to Israel, to the Weizmann Institute, to then to University of Minnesota, then to the Arava Institute. I decided to go to the Arava Institute, first of all, because it's an organization that deals with environmental issues, which is my passion. Two, because it uses environment and science as a diplomacy tool 
to build the bridges between people. And this reminded me of my high school years when I was at the kibbutz in Ramate, in Ramata Hill. And I wanted to be in this place because I want to use science, I want to use environment to bring people together to build the bridges. And believe me, it's nothing like seeing how these students come to the Araba Institute. They feel each other, they understand each other, and then they build this kind of understanding, then they change their behaviors, and they become ambassadors, ambassadors of environment, ambassadors of, uh, of peace. We have alumni network in the whole Middle East and North America, and most of these alumni become teachers, become professors, and they impact thousands of people around the, around the world. It's a bottom-up approach, but with high impact. So you learned that lesson, and it obviously stayed with you very deeply, the idea that across cultural and religious divides, still, as you said, we are not different. Was that a view that alienated you from some people in the communities that you grew up in and Israeli communities that you worked in? Yeah, look, it's to talk about peace in, in this region, sometimes it's, uh, it's difficult especially during these uh, these days. But this is the only solution I believe in. We tried everything except real and just peace. And we live in, in a region and in a time that no one of us has the luxury to give up on things that they believe in. If I have to pay the price, I will pay the price. And we pay the price of, uh, of that. People are criticizing you, your kids, your daughters hear some words here and there because they support uh, shared society, they support peace. But we have to fight for, for that just peace. We have heard reports of Arab Israelis and, and many Israeli human rights organizations being targeted for expressing sympathy for the civilian Palestinian victims who've been killed in Gaza lately. Is that something that you've experienced? You mentioned that sort of sense of revenge in the air. Yeah, look, I did not experience that personally. I saw that. I saw that in my village. I saw that on, on the social media. And again, as I said, you know, the, the anger is filling every place and space here. And it's time not to be right. It's time to be wise. And I think you cannot prevent people from reflecting their, their feelings, supporting civilians. I don't see any difference between a child that is killed in the Gaza envelope and a child that killed somewhere, somewhere else. These are children. These are pure humans. And we have to, to protect them. I'm a Palestinian Israeli or Israeli-Palestinian. I have the Israeli ID, I go to Tel Aviv, I go to Akko, I go to Yafo, I go to Beersheba, I go to Elat, and I also go to Ramallah, I go to Nablus, I go to Bethlehem, and I meet a lot of Palestinians, I meet a lot of Israelis, and you see that the vast majority of people want to live in peace. Well, Tarek, we wish you all the best on that very important mission at such a challenging time, and thank you very much for speaking with us on our end. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Tarek Abu Hamad, the Executive Director of the Arava Institute for Environmental Studies, which is based at a kibbutz in the southern tip of Israel, and also Israel's former Deputy Chief Scientist. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines. 
on the ABC Listen app.